Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott with Amy Wees. And this is Seller Roundtable number 87. And we have Christina Urodimskaya. Did I hit it? Did I get it? Yes. 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 Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you guys for inviting me. What a beautiful end of the year to be on your famous podcast and uh, talk to you guys about uh, my ventures. That's amazing. Thank you for the opportunity. I do appreciate it a lot. Oh, she leads with compliments. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So Christina, give us a a little background so people can learn who you are. Um, uh, Maybe where you're born, where you live now, kind of just your journey to where you are today. So I was born in Eastern Europe in a small um, impoverished Eastern European country. It's called Belarus. Not too many people know about it. At the age of 21, I moved all the way uh, to the United States. And um, since 21, I've been living here in California in San Diego. Uh, I have a background in linguistics and uh, in business administration. Um, So I started my Amazon journey around 10 years ago. And since that time, I am uh, here in the Amazon community, building private label brands and um, really enjoying myself. And I think to be my Oh no, Christina, I think we- um, For the opportunity where I am right now. And uh, uh, we we lost you there, Christina, for about 10 seconds with with the interwebs, uh, congestion on the interwebs or your Wi-Fi, one or the other. Um, You know, maybe just move your drink slightly to the left so your Wi-Fi signal hits your laptop a little bit better. um, And then we we can try again. Yes, I know, right? I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Oh, not your fault. It's okay. There we go. It's weird because you were like perfect connection until we until we hit the record button, and then you <laughs> yeah, know, of course, it's right? It's just the way it works. Murphy's law. So I I heard perfectly that you are where you were born and what you know what you're working on. Why don't we start with your where, what you're doing in e-commerce right now? Um, I, I missed part of where you were talking about, um, you know, the, the business side of things. I heard a little bit of your backstory, but tell us about the, your e-commerce journey. Okay, so uh, as you know, around eight, ten years ago, I started uh, building uh, private label brands. <clears throat> Right now, I'm the CEO and founder of uh, my oldest, my baby brand. It's called Terramat. It's been with me for eight plus years. I remember you and me. With how, that's how we met. Uh, I asked you to help me with some listing optimization. I think I was the uh, Google CEO stuff like that. So long, such a long time ago. Unbelievable. Um, and then I opened a couple more companies. The other big company that... Um, I opened last year, uh, It uh, this year actually, not last year, still this year, it's called Pregnology. Um, it's a capsule collection wardrobe. Uh, so 
we developed the idea that within $100, the female can buy five to six pieces of clothes that last her during all her pregnancy and during the postpartum period. And that's uh, the unique idea since no other retailers, uh, neither brick and mortar stores uh, or online stores, they do provide that quality clothing uh, with the affordable pricing. And all of the uh, pieces of the clothing that uh, we manufacture, uh, they actually are easily combinable with each other. So that's why it's called a capsule collection and it's really, really, really affordable. Yeah, um, I love the, I just wanna say, I love the quality of the clothing of Pregnology as well as the idea because all of us women who have had babies, that's one of the struggles is you need something throughout your pregnancy. And I love how you've designed clothing that stretches, but still looks beautiful that you can use from the beginning of your pregnancy when you have a little bump all the way to the end when you just wanna lay down all day long. <laughs> so I think it's a wonderful idea and really cool. And then your original company, uh, TerraMed with your compression leggings and medical um, type hosiery. It's really, really great. I wore one of your pair. I learned my lesson, Christina. I wore one of your pair of leggings, um, compression leggings to the gym the other day and I almost died. <laughs> I was like, I will never wear compression leggings to the gym again, but they were such high quality and they were just really, really great. Um, very comfortable. It's just not great for the gym. <laughs> So, and recently, Christina, you also got into the toy market, right? Yes, I got into the toy market and uh, that's going to be one of my big focuses on 2021 as well. Uh, so we started, uh, since I have the background, a little bit of background is pedagogics, as I said, and linguistics. Um, so I am I was really into the Waldorf education and Montessori education. So understanding the main concept of learning through play, through exploring, um, oh, I developed a very nice uh, line and we're starting uh, to sell the products um, uh, for uh, kids uh, that are made from very, very, very high quality wood. So one of our products, for example, to give you the idea, we are using the birch wood all the way uh, from Ukraine or like, you know, just the, the top, the top quality that we're, we're able to find to be using in our product. It took around a year to develop that. And uh, we launched two products and two more products are on the way. It's going to arrive around one month or so. So uh, yes, Panda Brothers, it's uh, originally European company. Uh, we registered in Netherlands. Uh, so uh, this, is, um, this is a passion project. And I really enjoy uh, how uh, fast uh, we've been selling on Amazon.com during holiday season. We just launched, I think, on uh, December 7th or sports, if I'm not mistaken. And I know that the biggest audience uh, of you is the Amazon sellers. So just to give you the idea, if the product is good and you really uh, put all your effort into that. So we had those 200 units this limit that are killing me and they were sold out within 10 days with uh zero ppc and zero reviews and exactly. you found a, a niche corner of the market you had a great listing you got that great organic ranking and they just sold right out that's awesome 
Yeah. Well, yeah. besides the inventory limits, Christina, they're killing everyone. Um, what has been the biggest challenge with Amazon since you got started and any advice that you want to give other sellers that are just starting out? I will be honest and draw with you and I would touch the topic that not everybody is talking about. I think financial planning is the most important thing. So uh, we all have the idea like, okay, we're growing the businesses, we're growing the businesses, we need that. Everybody who's starting, they're going to come to the point where they will be asking themselves, okay, I need more capital. I don't have enough money because I ordered this, I ordered that, my sales are growing, but still I'm spending money on PPC. So financial planning is one of the most important things that I think everybody has to consider and be very careful about. Because when it's burning, when you need money and you start looking around like for the investments, uh, asking your family, friends, trying to get SBA loans, like all the things, you know, when the, the, the period that you need money, there is never good offers coming up. So have the idea of the... Uh, of, where the point in your business that you're going to be expanding it and you need this money so prepare for that seize the options don't make the rush decision that could actually financially destroy uh, your business and understand that uh, marketing right now in amazon space it's huge 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 amounts of money needed to launch i'm not talking about the brands that i'm la we're launching brands like with all the infographics with social media that's another story but even with one single product you need a lot of money uh, and uh, this is the budget that needs to be carefully examined and uh, carefully prepared because we never know and you never know when you the, the person will need this money. So I think uh, financial planning and the idea of uh, the um, future of your business or the product of your brand and how much money you willing to invest or how much money you will be able to invest, that's the most important thing. And that is that the... <clears throat> What you're saying is instead of sticking, instead of just thinking about, okay, I got to get this product out the door. We all need to think about where do we want to go? Because if we don't know where we're going, we can't get there, right? There's no path. We're just spinning yeah, our absolutely. wheels. So we yeah. want to think about, okay, yes, I'm investing. And Andy talks about this all the time. Whenever we're talking about launch, we tell people like you need to be willing to break even or maybe even lose a little money during your launches because that is your foundation. That's you're establishing your presence in the marketplace. So you have to budget for that. And I think you're right, Christina, where people are getting into Amazon with this mindset of, oh, I'm just going to, I need money right now. I'm going to just invest in this product. And it's more of a long game. It's more about what are you building that later on is going to be worth, you know, 10x or, you know, whatever you can sell it for, right? So I, I love that advice. I think it's so, so important. I always say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And it's just important to think about your business as a whole and really think about, okay, where am I now? what is needed right now for startup, but then where am I going and what's going to be needed along the way? And how can I prepare myself for that? Love that advice. So you talked about 
you know, you've, you've gone through this product development process so many times, Christina, we've met in China, you've moved your, your uh, factories to Taiwan from China. I mean, you, and now you're in the Ukraine getting birch wood. I mean, you're all over the world. You're not afraid to source from anywhere. You're not afraid to figure it out. I love a girl who can figure it out. Um, that's why we get along so well, right? Um, but what is your product development process? So give some tips on how you select products um, and how you find products and, and how you think through that, that process. So the first thing that everybody who is thinking about the launching a product or the rent or the product line doesn't matter is you have to understand that right now, nowadays, no one invents the bicycle. Everything pretty much already exists. So what you can do is just modify that, uh, make it more suitable for the needs of the current situation, make it uh, make the offer uh, a little bit diverse from the other offers, uh, better pricing, better quality. It doesn't mean that it has to be like uh, very, very, very different from what is on the market right now, but something that will make your product or your service stand out from all of the competition that makes people interested in you. So <clears throat> that's the main thing that you have to think about while you just start to look for the product. When it comes to the sourcing, the exact sourcing, I think there are many, you have the amazing webinars, you have the like, while when it comes to sourcing and the product development, I think you have like the exact book by book that people can listen to you and there is nothing else needed. But uh, right now, since uh, we have this uh, tough relationships with China and we don't know, no, none of us can say what's going on in the next couple of years. So I honestly don't know, no one knows. So uh, when it comes to sourcing, always try to, if you already have the uh, company and you're working with them, always try to find uh, the plan B solution. So there is Taiwan, there is Vietnam, there is many other Asian countries that can produce the same product. If you go a little bit further, you can see there is Middle East uh, that no one actually looked at, but they have, they can do some good stuff like Turkey. Uh, also, don't forget about the Eastern Europe. There are plenty, plenty of factories and plenty of suppliers in Eastern Europe. I know right now when I started to work with um, Ukraine, it turns out to be the printing services in Ukraine could be even cheaper than uh, in China. So many, many, many things. And just don't uh, get your eyes closed like, you know, this horse. Open it up, see the opportunities. Always uh, love your saying when uh, once you said to me, always come to any open door. Uh, that welcomes you, that there is an opportunity to enter and don't say no. Always try it out. That doesn't cost anything. And at the end of the game, those people who are not scared to try, who are not scared to spend some more time researching, some more time working on the opportunity and seeing if there is something there, uh, they're always the winners. So uh, that, uh, that's my advice when it comes to sourcing. Even if you already have the factory, everything looks nice, everything is perfect, and you're already not even doing quality control, or like you already rely on them that much, that doesn't guarantee that it's going to be forever. As we are in business, this is the cost of business, and uh, everything can happen. Uh, we're not insured. And the most uh, successful people in a the business, they never like have like 100% 
uh, insurance that everything is fine and everything will be going as smoothly as it is right now. So yeah, just having the opportunities, having the options and um, be able to look around, to go to the trade shows um, and um, see what's going on when the world opens up. <laughs> I love I love how you're being proactive there because a lot of people will wait until something happens in China and then go, oh crap, I have to move my production to a different country or a different place. So being proactive like that puts you so ahead of the game. It's the same thing with Q4 when people were complaining about storage, right? It's it, it, all the people that had the, the 3PL set up and, and had tested it like we told them to do in like September. Those are the ones that really, you know, had a leg up on everybody because once you see the trend, once you can see uh, you know, there's always these little signs. And like you said, who knows what's going to happen? It, it may not be a big deal. And, you know, business as usual in China. But why not hedge against that if, you know, if the costs are, you know, comparable or maybe maybe in the process of doing this, you might even find a better deal or, you know, better quality for the same price or, you know, uh, quicker production or you can maybe even find it in the U.S. or, you know, who knows. But, um, you know, I love how you're being proactive there. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's it's so important just to not be afraid. You don't lose, I love what you said, you don't lose anything by doing the research and yeah, you lose time, but think of all you have to gain. You know, you don't lose anything by just asking a question, searching it up on the internet, giving somebody a call, making connections. The network is so, so important. And I know you utilize that so well, Christina, you bring people together and you meet people and you know, you, you just like, I got it. I know if I need a guy for something, I can come to you. And you say, I know somebody who can do that, but you're the same way with me. You always come to me and you're like, Hey, do you know somebody that'll do this? And we leverage the network. And that's so, so important. So if you're looking to source from India, or you're looking to source from power, put it out there. Maybe somebody knows, you know, something about that. So the next question I have for you, Christina is scaling. So we talked about financial planning, but so many people, you have successfully scaled your businesses, um, your brands, but how did you do that? And what's your advice for others on scaling? Uh, you know what, when it comes to the scaling, uh, you need to understand what is the ultimate goal of any business. So some people want to scale to reach that XXX numbers, that many commas uh, in their revenues. Some people want to scale to the point that they're going to sell. Some people want to scale to make sure they're going to be better than their competitors worldwide. So there is different scenarios for Amazon businesses right now, 80% of people, as far as I see, they want to scale the business to the point that they will be able to make a good exit, like sell it to trash or heyday, whatever uh, company it is. This is like, well, let's be honest, that's uh, the majority of businesses that are on Amazon right now, what they're doing, what they're planning to do. So in order to scale the business, as I said, um, for Amazon sellers when it comes to Amazon uh, sellers the most important thing is uh, your revenue and you do have to show that you have in the revenue and revenue is increasing at least 20% every fiscal year so whenever when it comes to the financial who's going to be looking at your financial what, what's going on they need to see that the business is growing it's not stuck and uh, for example, 2020 showed us that uh, only the people who are who have strong business um, uh, understanding that there can be some bad things happening, like 
you're going out of stock uh, three weeks before Christmas in the, the biggest, uh, uh, big, biggest uh, selling season. So uh, in things like that, you always have to be prepared. And as I said, always have plan B. Merchant fulfilling, uh, you don't um, have to be scared to make your hands dirty. And if you need to pack your shipment yourself, do the merchant fulfill, you better do that. Uh, then when it comes to scaling on Amazon space, as I said, the revenue is number one. The number three is uh, creating uh, the uh, new products. New products in the same brand, uh, if you're doing the product line and they all like comparable with each other, it's like skincare or something, or you're doing just a bunch of the products under the private label and they're not connected with each other. It's just the increasing, maybe bundling them, maybe um, creating accessories so that can be easily. As I said, it's in every other business. It's just growing it, and we can grow by providing a better service, better offer, uh, making sure that your product uh, subscribes to, uh, will be on the subscription that. Uh, affects a lot and also try to diversify uh, all this year I've been trying to, to do a lot um, looking at the Walmart at the other platforms again like everybody saying yeah 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 that's fine that's fine for me it's not uh, it didn't uh, it hasn't been something like oh my god it's like tripled uh, our sales no Amazon still gets uh, all the sales and everything go through the Amazon but still like diversifying having the idea that uh, our products are offered here and there so um, that, that, that that's a good thing that you have to think about. So this year, it sounds like you, that was actually our next question was about diversifying your sales channels. Um, so, and I know you've been kind of studying that now, like me for um, just recently, both of us have been really getting into diversifying. And like you, Amazon makes up the bulk of my sales, but I definitely see potential outside of Amazon. And, you know, yeah. And so in terms of diversifying your sales channels, um, where, where else have you found even a little bit of success in selling? Uh, you know what, Do we, with the, the good um, Shopify, uh, Shopify actually brings me uh, maybe 5%, 3% of total sales. And it's not uh, bad. It's like, what, eight, 10 odd orders a day. It's not bad, even though we're not running aggressive uh, CEO, we're not running any aggressive Google ads. It's just a little bit here, a little bit there. And I really like how the Shopify had this all new nice plugins where you can play absolutely having zero IT knowledge or anything, you can play with them and see, uh, what you can apply to your store and it actually worked that's by the way was very surprising to me i felt like that oh my god um, i may be like have to be like programmer I'm like amy with and will be that <laughs> no that's amy <laughs> oh my god of course andy is the biggest ceo guy i've ever seen in the history i told you at the beginning anyway so shopify was something that actually um uh, was working uh, during uh, 2020 since there is little things that you can play yourself having zero knowledge and uh, yeah they they did um, some relevance uh, into the search I assume in Google and um, the other thing is um, what else it's when it comes to diversifying. Um, Probably a little bit of uh, eBay was, was not bad, but still like 
the main focus i i have the the business mindset you always have to hit on the place where you get the most so yeah. when it comes you sell like if you sell on amazon don't get distracted trying to build something cool on ebay or something cool on shopify spend hours and hours a day just try to put as much as you can on something that already bring in your um well at the same time also looking at diversification as an option but don't try to put your eggs in all the baskets at once or you're gonna be too far you know spread out in terms of that like for us in, in brick and mortar, we're focused on one major retailer and a few smaller specialty retailers because it's just, it, it would be like building out Amazon all over again. You know, we yes. don't have the bandwidth for it. It would just be too much. So completely understand that. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.